Alright, so we're back to um, have a look at the most popular film on Netflix just now, Society of the Snow. Or, um, La Sociedad <laughs> de, de la Nive. <laughs> I can't Nieve. do the, uh, um, yeah, I can't do the pronunciation, I don't speak any Spanish. But, so, so yeah, so um, probably the most horrific disaster scene I've ever, I've ever witnessed. Um, I mean, definitely the worst plane crash scene I've ever watched. Yeah. So, so... Early comparison to uh, Yellow Jackets. Yeah, I'm a well. That's the only other Yellow thing. Yellow Jackets was quite bad as well. It was awful. That was really bad. But I feel like they really, for this film, wanted to show how how horrific the situation was. Mm, the plane crash itself, though, the actual, I mean, you know, the inciting incident for both Yellow Jackets and this. I mean, you can tell very much that Yellow Jackets is based on the story of these. Um, Uruguayan. Oh, men. do you think so? Oh, 100%. Oh. It's a football team. Yeah. The crash okay. in, a, in a forest, in, yeah, a, in yeah, a mountainous yeah. forest area, presumably like Alaska or something. I, I didn't even make that. Um... And of course, it's based on the. What was it 1972? Yeah. It's happened that the Uruguayan. Uh, is it a rugby team as well? The rugby team. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they crash in, crash in the Andes. It's a true story, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Jackets is completely, you know, based on it. Um, I can't believe I didn't even make that association but yeah yeah, no, same no, story, so, yeah of course um, and yeah I mean of course in both a bit more cases. camaraderie in this though <laughs> well I mean fortunately they, you know it doesn't go down like they become a cult route like yeah. um, but no yeah I mean obviously the inciting incident in both stories or in the original story if you like which is of course unfortunately the true like mm. version of events that happened to these these young guys um is the plane crash mm-hmm. so I get you have to depict it I mean both Yellow Jackets and the Society of the Snow did a good job but I feel like the horror was more present in this one in the yeah. Society of the Snow yeah I, 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 felt I, th- I guess well. it's I guess it's the knowledge that it's real, real. that it really happened that it actually yeah um, yeah it, it, it was horrifying to see and I actually watched this film in two parts um, because I, I, you know, I watched, I watched that, and then the aftermath of of the crash, mm. and then I just had to have a break. Um, and I wonder if, I wonder if that's what the the viewing audience of this film actually did as well. Or they just sat through. I mean, fair play to anyone that sat through this in one, in one go. Because yeah. that was tough. I had to have a, I think, a good day. Yeah, about halfway point, or I took a break. <laughs> about twenty four hours. But the, but the film itself, you know, we had um, we, we had this confined space story, which, you know, obviously you really like, but it's not a story, is it? But well, yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> how did you find it? It's an interesting one, isn't it, this? Like, I think you can't separate the story from the fact that it's true. Mm. This is a historical drama. Yeah. I've heard people talk about it as, a, as a, like a disaster thriller. And I understand that. I get it. Like it's thrilling in the sense that it's horrific but that that kind of genre definition gives it kind of too much I don't know drama I describe uh, Yellow Jackets as a disaster thriller but this yeah. is a historical drama this yeah, is yeah. this is based on real events yeah. this is of course based on uh, the novel by um, Pablo Viesi uh, apologies if I've butchered that pronunciation as well um, so he's obviously already dramatised the events um into a novel mm. and there's also been another movie maybe movies that have depicted this plane crash I believe one was called Alive 
Right, okay. In the 90s or something, but I, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen any of them. I also hadn't read the novel. And actually, to tell you the total truth, I didn't even know the story. No. I've always known, obviously, you know, you, you hear about the, the plane crash in the Andes, the um, Uruguayan rugby team. Um, but, like, you know, I sort of knew the flash notes. I didn't know how they got out of it. Mm. So that was quite incredible to discover mm. that actually two guys hiked out of that situation. Yeah. Like, 10 days hiking through the Andes with, like, no gear. That's incredible. Yeah. That really is, like, a testament to human achievement like, and survival. That's mad. Um, I can't remember what the original question you asked me was now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I have a question for you. What what responsibility do you think a writer has, or yeah, a director, you know, the, the, uh, the parties behind producing a movie like this, have to reflect the real events? and to respect them as well mm. so it, it's funny you say that because I feel like I didn't know if there was that much dramatisation here I feel no. like there was a lot of I, I mean the, it felt so real it felt so realistic you know even the screams to certain you know the, the screams and the responses mm. to certain events like it felt you know unbelievably real and, and I think well there's two there's two answers to that there because there's the there's protecting the, the audience from the actual horror mm. you could do you, you know you could do that but but then you'll take you're actually you know you're taking away from the person that actually experienced it mm. you know the person that experienced it maybe thinks no people should actually know how bad this was mm. um, and, and I think that's where the responsibility lies there I think it's like you, you, sh- you should kind of put lay all cards out on the table mm. and you know the audience watching this, like me. You know, I, I'll never sit watch this again because it was horrific. But the, but the audience watching this should have to, at the very least, in the comfort of their own home, understand what happened, as, yeah, to, as as factually as possible. Yeah, which is kind of where I sit. It's it's more of like you're not going through it yourself, so at least take the time to to sit and and take in what actually these people have to go through. Do, are you along the same lines? Or I guess so. Different? Yeah, no, I, I, get, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, but what responsibility do you think the writer has, though? Is that is that what you're saying? That's what I'm, you're saying? I'm saying you'd leave nothing out. Leave, yeah, okay. But, I mean, to what extent do you dramatise? To what extent do you uh, omit? So I guess, really, like, is it a responsible thing to do? What I'm hearing you say, I guess, is yes. Mm. This is exactly what they should have done. Or, you know, this is what you would have done if you were writing the story. Like, be as honest and transparent as you can, despite the horror. Um, what I noticed was interesting I think what inspired the question was that obviously the plane crash scene Mm -hmm. verges on the what's the words it's like overindulgent the level of graphic violence I mean violence again is the wrong term there but like it shows everything like it almost kind of like it was almost slow mo, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 like ankles yeah. breaking on the seats, and like it was, it was yeah. absolutely awful. Yeah. Like, I've just winced that. I'll be telling <laughs> you that again. You just yeah. relived that moment yeah, in the movie, yeah. right? Like yeah. it was, it was horrible. Yeah, um, it was gratuitous. Yeah, I, may, I would, I'd maybe say, right? Yeah, the whole eating bodies of the survivors. Sorry to bring this up. This is all, but like, that's left out. Of course, it isn't. But like you never see a person, you never see a body cut up, uh-huh. cooked, right. really eaten. There's 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 flashes, there's short scenes. Now, okay, I think you could very easily say yes, you do. What you're talking about, but I'm thinking of yellow jackets. 
where yeah you see everything yeah and the, the whole sort of like the morality of eating other people for survival that's really brought into question mm. it is in this as well but not to the same extent mm. and not to the same graphic detail mm. do you think that was out of respect for the survivors or the, the dead I, I I've got a feeling now this is just what's popped into my head you, you've got Numa the, the narrator Mm. And 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 obviously during the film there was the I can't the cousins that would deal with that they would yeah. take the dead yeah. around the corner yeah 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 and 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 because the narrator never witnessed them carving people up <laughs> yeah maybe that's how, that's how they wanted to present because the narrator Numa is telling the story mm-hmm. maybe the the whole point there is Numa never saw it. So, so the, yeah, audience, the audience doesn't have to yeah, see it. It's told the narration's diegetic, isn't it? And and maybe actually in a real life situation, and that's that's maybe that's the difference with yellow jackets and and this. Maybe that's where the dramatization is. Mm. Maybe the morality isn't actually that big of a deal when it's in that situation. When what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Numa does struggle to eat. Isn't it? Yeah, and and so, and and some you know some of them really do, and as well like I think that towards the end where Roberto and Nando have, have gone off, and Roberto seems to eat a bit, he smells a bit of the meat mm. and is sick. Mm. It's like as as well like there, there's obviously huge risks in the way, you know you you're not just um, you're not just eating your friends. They like if you eat the meat at the wrong temperature, <laughs> that yeah, can actually yeah, kill yeah. you as well. So so so. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, fortunately. <laughs> so 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 there's all. Well, you know, like I guess off meat can. Yeah, make, yeah You know, yeah. Numa cut his leg life, and became know. and it became you know yeah, things yeah, could yeah, really spiral. Um, and and I feel like in that situation where it's you know eat or die. die maybe there isn't as much drama attached to that decision yeah yeah no I I, I do hear that I think um, the bottom line of this is you have more freedom to explore stuff like that when you're not telling a real story yeah when you're not burdened with the responsibility of respecting the characters involved because they're real human survivors yeah. and the dead because they're real people who died in this like disaster I guess yeah. um, when, you, when you've written a dramatised version of it in Yellow Jackets and you've got characters who you've created mm. you can kill them off you can eat them you can do what you want exactly yeah because um, you're not burdened with that sort of same duty yeah um, so in a way I guess what I'm saying in a, in a roundabout way is like I preferred Yellow Jackets I'd rather watch them than like Yellow Jackets. I feel like it's truer storytelling, even though it's not telling a true story. Oh, uh, do you know what I'm hey, saying? Well, we'll have to unpick that slightly. Yeah. <laughs> so, truer how? Truer in the sense, it's truer to drama. Because although it's not a real story, you can explore further. You can explore more because yeah. you're not at risk of. True to drama is not. <laughs> it's not the same. It's as, not true a story though. But I think it's true as storytelling. Right. Yeah, it's true as storytelling. Okay. Um, than it is. Uh, that well, than than a biopic is, or than a uh, yeah, I see. A historical drama. Uh, I think of fiction, will always be true. As, yeah, in a way, it will always be true as storytelling. So, so actually, what you're saying is, you is you think maybe you know out of respect of living, li- the living or the dead. Mm. 
there are elements of this that could not be explored to their to their full to the nth degree. Yeah, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, maybe because um, well, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. I don't know because the thing is it does Cause go. The I feel way, like they explored it? enough in this. Yeah, and I, and I would agree, but I think you know, Yellow Jackets has that other edge on it where yeah, the, the, like the girls end up kind of like going feral. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. the uh, the um, Lord of the Flies angle yeah. that of course William Golding has yeah. already explored and that to me is such a true examining of mm. the human condition well I think though like you can enjoy Yellow Jackets you're not supposed to enjoy yeah, this I, that's, and, that and that's where it always comes down to like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah of course I'd much rather watch Yellow Jackets yeah. um, you know especially now they killed off that character in the second season <laughs> um, I've actually forgotten her name um, and this Society of the Snow, it's interesting because I have the, I have this thing with nineteen seventeen where mm. I don't ever want to see that film again. Right. But I would tell everyone that hasn't seen it to just watch it. Yeah. Why don't you want to see it again? I just don't want to relive the experience. The experience. God, you'd hate Saw Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> um, and but Society of the Snow, I I don't I don't know what it is. But I don't. I don't feel quite the same. Like I, I, I don't want to watch it again. Yeah. But I, but I also I'm not. I, I almost don't want to like condemn people to watch, watch it themselves. You don't either. want to be the reason that somebody watches it. You which don't is want a, to which is which is an interesting thing for me because maybe it's just where you have import, where you set the importance of things in history. But I mean, you well, that, yeah. I mean, th- this yeah. is obviously you know an extremely important thing, but. I guess it's just it depends how you resonate with each scenario isn't it yeah I mean the horror of this I tell people just don't watch it if you don't want to be uncomfortable yeah that's where I'd like yeah. whereas with 1917 I'd be like you have to watch it once okay which is, that's interesting which is interesting that's interesting well I, I mean maybe I should tell you to watch uh, It's All Quiet on the Western yeah Front, I'll come around to that I'll I mean, get around to that eventually I mean I wouldn't say read the novel because that's just like, it's just too heavy but the movie you know it's traumatizing, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the true horror in the sight of the snow is that, of course, it's a true story. Mm. But I think, unfortunately, that's also what uh, that's what the appeal is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it speaks to that kind of raw. I don't want to say animalistic, but you know, like unpacking of, of human nature. Mm. Like, what would you be capable of? If yeah. you know that could have been me, it was real. What would I do in that scenario? Like, oh, can you imagine having to do this? Yeah, I think I feel like you can. You sit watching that film, trying to work out which of these characters you would maybe align with. Well, yeah. Bit. We we have just uh, discussed the human nature and the the willingness to like or the love of people, other people's struggle, like observing other people's struggle. I'm sure we recently discussed that as well. Yeah, like the the disaster, <laughs> like the the oh, um, when we're talking about leave the world behind, it's like drawing to like disaster there content. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. I feel like this is another. It's kind of this weird desire to almost traumatize ourselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. I said it's the same thing that that brings us back, that brings people back to watching the nine eleven documentary when it airs every year. Like we watch, you know, people oh. watch it every year, and some people say it's out of respect or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. It's it's all like to remember, and I get it, but. It's, it's there's something in there isn't it it's the same thing that like same reason that we like the concepts of the Hunger Games like and it's the thing that really the Hunger Games explores like the unpacking and the stripping down of human mm. nature and, to uh, like the purge 
being, the, all, being yeah. all go wild for the purge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the very concept of the purge, like it's yeah, it's clever, and and so was Yellow Jackets. Any, I mean, you know, the list is endless of these sort of like disaster movies, humanity gone overnight, like everything, or you know, examining how fragile society is and like how easily it could all come down, how quickly we would all resort to like kill or be killed, like you know, nature, all of that. And it's horrific, and I think it's what <laughs> draws us to stuff like this. And when it's a real story, there's something even more, you know, that really could have been me, mm. you know? Um, so I'm interested in the fact that the narrator, Numa, died during the film. Mm. I wasn't actually, like, I thought Numa was going to be one of the survivors. I yeah. wasn't expecting, you know, the person narrating the, the story to have died. It, it, it's, and that... I'm thinking that's quite a unique technique, but maybe it's mm. not. Um, I think it probably is. Like, I feel like usually at the end of a film, the narrator's almost sitting back. Yeah. And going, there you go, that's the story. Well, you expect the, uh, the, the person telling you the story to almost be sitting in an armchair in front of you, right? Mm. You know, like, he's there at the end of the story because he was there at the beginning. I mean, I think it's an interesting technique. It's not often used. The only example I can think of is The Book Thief. Um, it's a, a novel yeah uh, I've forgotten the author's name it's not by there on my shelf I'm trying to spot it but I can't <laughs> um, um, and in The Book Thief the narrator is death oh yeah himself yeah, itself you yeah. might be familiar but that's that's clever that's interesting it's a creative uh, na- narrative technique like it's a, it's a creative approach to narration I don't know why they used it in this um, I think maybe because there's a limited amount of sort of surprise mm. of dramatic irony of dramatic of tension of surprise in the movie because not maybe not tension but because it's telling the, the uh, events of a true story you know what happens at the end before you start watching it mm. so I think one of the only kind of like uh, unknowns for the majority of people is unfortunately who survives who mm. makes it out of this mm. so by having Numa as the narrator it almost tricks you because you expect him to get out, you expect him to be one of the survivors. So when he's not, it's a, it's a quite a dramatic. It's interesting shift. though because there's there is no way Numa could have retold the story. Like it's not memoirs or anything like that. Do you know no. what I mean? Like, I, I um, I you know, in, during the film, I was like, when Numa died, I was like, okay, well, I hope the narration stops because then it kind of again makes it a little bit more real. Yeah, and that but that didn't happen. Well, it kind of does. It drops off. It a does lot drop off. A moment but there's, the there is definitely still li- yeah. little bits of like, you know, almost like the last le- the words from Numa as, yeah, as the film yeah, plays yeah. out. And I, I just I just thought it was a weird touch. I thought maybe it was it was worth completely cutting off the narration after that. Yeah. Um, or or a different person taking up the narration, mm. which I think did happen a little bit. I think um, I think Roberto or Nando, their voices came into the narration after yeah. that. But I just would have found that really interesting if either they stopped Numa narrating when he died, or but I d- would you have kept it the same? Do you think? I think so. I, th- I think it was cool. Uh, another thing that having Numa as the narrator did for the story is that it made uh, Numa kind of the spiritual representative, the spiritual essence of the of the group, and and therefore the story. Mm-hmm. he's the the voice that, that holds on even though he died he's the voice of all of them mm. and I wonder why they chose him 
like I wonder how true that is I guess you know I, I don't know I don't know I wonder I imagine the survivors had a, had a say in this movie I, yeah. yeah that's another thing I don't know but you know the director um, J.A. Bayona again mm-hmm. could be a mispronunciation um, he, I mean, he was part of a team that wrote the screenplay there was three others as well I wonder if they chose Numa because that was a true reflection of his character of the man yeah. that he was was he the, the spiritual sort of centre of the group mm. um, I wonder where the respect for the uh, the truth and the story lies in that element mm. I don't know now what about the um, there's a couple of scenes that I found you know really tough um, so I think there's the scene with Nando and his sister before the plane journey right. where he's basically saying you know contemplating whether to actually go yeah and I feel like that was that's maybe one of those points where it's you know you've got the is it foreshadowing I don't know because you do know that's definitely foreshadowing yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's it, that was kind of tough and I feel like that might have been you know that's kind of a, a done for dramatic effect there yeah, was that's, dr- that's was... a scene you can have in or leave out because how do they know that Nando's in there with his sister but the of course before. there's a huge dump for dramatic irony there because yeah. as the viewer you know that plane comes down you know the rest like you're sitting yeah. on the screen going don't get on the bully plane but you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah absolutely um, and then the the other well the couple of other scenes um, when Numa's talking to um, oh what's he called the one of the old the, the guy that lost Liliana yeah um, I don't know <laughs> and he's asking you know what does this you know what, what even mean? matters what's, what's the meaning yeah. I mean the, the the dialogue between those two there was and I'm calling it dialogue but it's a conversation that probably actually happened well, that's still dialogue and yeah. and that's like it was really really harrowing to like listen to that conversation when he was talking about his feet were on our chest oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can help. Like these, these are it's one of those films. The, knowing that really it's is. truth, you know, yeah. you know, it just doesn't even bear thinking about. Yeah. Man, like, yeah, it's, it's fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> the, and, and this comes at the the acting. The, these are there's a lot of unknown to the to wet to the Western world. A lot of unknown actors. There's a lot of well. new, fresh actors, right? Yeah, this is new. and they were all so good. Yeah. Is it easy to be good at this? No. No. God, I mean. I mean, we're we're sitting there struggling to talk about some of these scenes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm saying, oh, that scene doesn't even bear. And thinking they had to about. live through. They it. had to pretend they had to, to do it. To they it. had to pretend to be the people knowing that the the real guys went through this. Yeah, that's why that takes some mental strength. I think yeah. that's overlooked when people t- when with it like in disaster movies and stuff when they depict real events. Yeah. Um. There's a part, a tiny little bit of me. I don't stand on this statement at all. A tiny little bit of me thinks that these movies shouldn't be made. It's almost like it's 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 so traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the the knowledge that it's truth, you know, I think like so much thought, so much time goes into these um yeah, into into these productions, into these projects that it's like you what you're putting everybody through. Yeah. I mean it's awful. But of course, the ultimate good is that it's all done in out of respect to, you know, to tell the world yeah. what happened. Like of course it's a good thing, of course it should be made. But sometimes I think of it and I'm like, that's not a project I'd ever want to undertake. Mm-hmm. I guess I got nothing but respect for um, for all of the actors, for um, for Bayona, for Pablo Viesi, for all of these people whose names I can't pronounce. 
like for doing this but yeah god damn we'll thank you that much again. yeah um and the scene and just the last scene that i kind of really that's probably gonna stick with me for, for a while is when they first get the radio working and oh, they listen they're listening yeah. in to the like national channels and to hear that the search had finished yeah they've given up they're not looking for the cries the screams yeah, like yeah, it man. was yeah it's, and 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 here we are it was it was fantastically done yeah, and it, it's yeah. gonna be something was it this film that you were saying is people are always talk, already talking about as film of the year or is that no, the next that's one the next that's next week Fair but like <laughs> you know they, I think you did there are like those categories for like best you know historical dramas and stuff like that like this is unbelievably well done yeah and stunning um, I, I don't think the um, the producer or, or the right the, the writing team and the production team I don't think that they, they all looked quite young <laughs> Yeah, but I was looking at their, the, you know, their pictures and stuff as well. So this is a this is a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Um, well, I hope that we'll see a lot more of these names in the future. Because um, I mean, my, did my you watch it dubbed or did you watch it with subtitles? I actually watched it dubbed. I um, didn't even know you could watch it dubbed. To be fair, really, yeah. <laughs> I watched the whole thing in Spanish. I mean, I was, I, yeah, I, yeah. So That's probably more. What was it like dubbed? Mm, I hate watching things dubbed. I really hate it. Okay. Um, the, the, the reason the sole reason I watched this dub I never usually would but the reason was I had to look away at points yeah. <laughs> and obviously you look away you're not looking at the subtitles I don't speak a word of Spanish like is this even Sp- is Spanish it's Spanish yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, you know looking away you miss a line like you're screwed so um, I did actually watch this dub yeah and I, I don't like it at all did it um, did it change your experience of it a little bit well it, not necessarily I think it changes how you uh, respond to the acting like I can't fully appreciate how good some of the acting was because of course it's not them delivering the line or the line's yeah. been changed from what they've said like you can't I mean I never think you can fully even if you don't speak the language I think even if you're reading subtitles because you don't speak the language that, that the characters are speaking in you can't fully gauge the emotion if I'm watching it in English, a, mm. a, a, a character acting and speaking English, you know, the inflection, I know that language inside and out, right? Yeah, okay, fair enough. I can barely speak. Like, the inflection, the emphasis, the, you know, like, even the body language, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you really get the acting. Um, I don't get those little cultural and linguistic changes. I don't, I don't see those nuances when I'm watching a movie in a language that I don't speak. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know to what extent watching it dubbed versus watching it subtitled like changes the experience. I don't really think it does. Usually, I'd watch it subtitled. Um, yeah, I, I watched yeah. this subtitled, um, and and sometimes you know I was watching it on my phone screen, so I was having to really focus on what was you going this on. Movie on your phone. I, I watched half. Of, I watched half of it um, on the TV, and then half of it on my phone. Right. And and just that when you're having to really like lean in and see what they're saying whilst they're getting crushed by snow and, yeah. and buried in snow, it was just like, yeah. That I, I mean that scene as well where they um, where they're all chatting and they're, go, they're oh, saying man. poems to each other and they just yeah. hear this rumbling after they've clapped yeah. and they think it's them. Yeah. And they just get buried in snow just like that. Yeah. And then what happens? <sighs> Some of them die. They climb yeah. out of the snow and it happens again. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 <sighs> you know for me right that was the worst scene oh. that was the hardest thing about all of it because it was seeing the snow coming the second time you're just like yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know if I can carry on watching this yeah 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 like yeah. I, I'm 
as a climber, you know, as, as someone that like loves going out into the mountains, skiing, and whatever, like a, an avalanche is one of my like deepest. Like, I'm terrified of like avalanches, man. Like you shouldn't you, have watched this. You hear horror stories, you know, you know people, whatever that have like experienced it, seen it. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. Like to be caught in an avalanche, in in it, just that, <laughs> like that's that's a horror story right there. This happens to, to these people, and it's not even the worst thing that's happened to them that yeah. like that month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like they they've survived a plane crash, and then they're hit with an avalanche. Not one, you know. They're digging themselves out. People have died, like, and they're hit with a second. Like that scene for me, I felt my own hope for them destroyed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I honestly think, you know okay fine I have no idea how to respond to the situation but had I been one of those guys like you know just from watching this movie because of course I don't have a clue you know but just from watching this movie like my hope was destroyed at that second avalanche like when I started hearing the second like I'd I'd have given up I'd have no morale ever again that was horrible like I I didn't want to watch the movie anymore I was like nah these guys are done like even though I know some of them (laughs) survive I was like nah this is it like that was crazy that was horrible that nah (laughs) <laughs> well, to end on a on a, on a slightly more positive note, fourteen of the sixteen are still alive. Yeah, which is pretty nice. Which is yeah, um, it's incredible. And I to mean, say that you lived through that, Jesus. I don't think though. I I don't. If I was one of them, I don't think I would watch it. Because why would you want to relive? Especially if it's quite accurate. Yeah. I don't know if you'd want to want to relive that. Honestly, I have no idea. That's just a. That's just a. Experience Do you know what it was actually? I could never. I, and and this might be slightly inappropriate, but um, I got to a point where I was like, "Oh, it couldn't be me anyway," because I would never play rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, <laughs> we're not ending on that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fair. Yeah, like, I'm <laughs> yeah, God, I do think though, as a sort of final like underlying point that does this movie take us to the darkest parts of human nature of human survival no it doesn't and I think that's that's the way some people are talking about it and it doesn't this shows us what what, you know what a group of guys did Mm -hmm. and this shows us like the the human strength the camaraderie the uh, insane unimaginable achievement that like these guys sort of pulled off just to survive just to keep just to keep faith keep hope keep morale in, in a scenario like this in a scenario that, that's like so horrific it doesn't bear thinking about um, this this is a lesson it's not necessarily an exploration mm. but do you think that's do you think that's the actual difference then between like historical drama yeah and a documentary I think mm, yeah yeah I do yeah I do because but I feel like could, that because do because going all the way in on on everything it for me I, I don't see how you could actually produce a film I think a, a documentary could achieve this but the thing about doing it as a, as a movie as a dramatised version of the events is that you attach a narrative to it so it mm. becomes more watchable it's mm. like a it's a story still mm. you can still sort of kid yourself and if you didn't know maybe if you're completely ignorant you could sort of kid yourself that this wasn't real I imagine there is someone somewhere that's watched this movie and then googled it afterwards and been like Jesus do you know what I mean like yeah. you know this was based on truth um, you'd have to you know <laughs> have your head in the sand a bit but like maybe that's happened to someone um, obviously a documentary just gives you the events but the sort of like the 
what is achieved by both is almost the same thing in two different ways and mm. it's a lesson mm. uh, and I think it's more powerful when it comes from a dramatised version with acting you know with people you know like actually playing the, the people that were involved um, because it's, it's it humanises it way more yeah it's a representation but it's the it's fiction it's stuff like Jello Jackets where I think you've got no constraints to exploring it mm. I think that's where you can, and you know, I think that's why I'll always hold up William Golding's um, Lord of the Flies as like the ultimate ex- exploration of human nature just being stripped to nothing. Mm. It's just being stripped down to pure nature. Yeah, that's sort of like the quintessential example of it. What would you say to someone that hasn't seen this? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I don't know. Don't watch it. Google the events. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's important to to see it. I think it's an incredible piece of cinema. Do, do you think? Do you think you could just? I, now you say that, like maybe just reading into it is enough. Yeah. As opposed to watching it. I, I think it's great that it spreads awareness. That is mm. that it. You know, it, it tells the story of these people, especially those that didn't come back. Well, not even necessarily, especially, you know, everybody involved. But would I want to be the person that, that recommends this to someone? You know, would I want to be the reason that someone has the experience of sitting through this movie? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> but incredible piece of cinema. Definitely.